What does it mean? It means that, okay, now a person has ikhlas and other things they do. So, for example, they pray salah only for the sake of Allah Taala. They give charity not for any fame or for any name, not even because they wanted to view themselves as charitable or look upon themselves in a favorable light. They give that purely and purely, sincerely, khalis mukhlis, lillah fillah, purely, sincerely for the sake of Allah SWT. They have ikhlas in many parts of their deen. So they pass that test. Second, they pass the second test that they had the level of Allah. So they have feelings of love for Allah they go on Umrah, they go on Hajj, they make dua, they make zikr of Allah They want to love Allah more and more. They love the lovers of Allah Oh, their heart is flowing with love for Allah And they're not satisfied, they want more love for Allah But appears it okay, then this person has passed the test. Which one? وَالَّذِينَ آمُنُوا أَسَلُّهُمَّ لِلَّهِ do they make themselves according to this verse? When a person passes these two tests, broadly speaking, means they start having ikhlas and all of the things they do in deen, and they start having love for Allah in their heart, then such a person who we're calling salikin from the salihin, trying to be from the salihin, Allah takes a third test. And he tests, it's like a composite test. Look, you have ikhlas and you have muhabba. Do you have 100% ikhlas in your muhabbat for Allah SWT? Are you sincere in your love for Allah SWT? You're passionate in your love, but are you sincere in that love? What does it mean? But do you, can anything rival your love for Allah SWT? Can anything dent your love for Allah SWT? Can anything distract you from that love that you have? You see, once a person has a feeling, then ikhlas in that feeling, so being sincere in love, means you submit to that feeling entirely. And you have, there are no rivals and no substitutes, not even the most minor of ones. So then this can be another test. That does a person sincerely love Allah SWT? Do they have ikhlas in their muhabba for Allah SWT? Here, the way the test takes place often is that an element is introduced. Element might be that, okay, you know, I was doing it only for Allah SWT, but now people have started to notice, so I had a class in what I was doing indeed. But initially, at the outset, whenever I started doing that amal, but now people have noticed that when I was doing it purely, it was out of pure love. Now that people have noticed, and even just my noticing that they notice, that means I have a drop in the class. Not even, it's not even reached the stage yet that I like that they notice. I want them to notice. I want to bring it even more to the notice. I want to even notice it more. If a person feels any of those things, they have zero class. The fine test is do they even lose a drop of the class because somebody notices. So that means they noticed that they were noticed. No, Why? Because if they truly loved Allah, not just ikhlas alone, but if there was ikhlas and muhabba, true love for Allah, then they wouldn't even be able to notice the people who are noticing around them. That's why our Mashaik tell a story that once there was a person who was also a seeker on this path, 
student and aspirant of the path of the Sawuf, and they were praying Salah, and then there was a woman who ran in front of them in a crazed, delirious way. So when the person finished her Salah, the woman was still nearby. So he called out to her and said, that, Oh, woman, what's the matter with you? Didn't you say I was praying? And you ran in front of me, and even, you know, you're not supposed to cross in front of the person who's praying. So she said that I was, I'm sorry, I was so caught up in a worry of mine that I was so absorbed in that I didn't notice that you were praying. And then he says to her that, oh, there's not no excuse that how can you be so absorbed in something that you didn't notice I was praying. But then she says that, well, look, this is my genoon, that I was so absorbed in something I didn't notice you were praying. But you were supposed to be so absorbed in your prayer that you didn't notice I was crossing. You shouldn't have noticed that I was crossing. So just like that, a person... If they have sincere love for Allah Taala, then they shouldn't even notice that somebody is noticing them. They shouldn't even notice that somebody has envy for them. They shouldn't even notice that somebody is plotting against them, because they're doing something And if they don't, and they're what instead they're looking at the asbab looking at the means, the strategies, the techniques that they've adopted. So when a person, even though their heart does love Allah Ta'ala, and otherwise and everything else they do in being is sincere, but they start noticing, they're aware of the strategies, techniques, responses, reactions of the world around them, then it means they're no longer 100% entirely depending on Allah Ta'ala alone, but they also were counting on their strategy, on their plan of action. When a person does this in Allah Ta'ala, for often, not always, but often, and especially more often for the Salik, and especially even more often for the Salihin, and even more often for the Siddiqin and Salikin, Allah Ta'ala can make that plan unravel. Why? Because you were supposed to trust Allah Ta'ala, make the plan, execute the plan, follow the plan, but your trust was supposed to be in Allah Ta'ala. And if we don't have absolute trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that means we were not mukhlis in our muhabba. That means we didn't sincerely love, them, love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala entirely. There was a portion of us that was insincere. A portion of us that had placed our trust and reliance and dependence on something in this world as opposed to entirely placing it in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is one way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can test our ikhlas of our muhabba. As to how sincerely we love it. The second way is that sometimes Allah Taala will test us with some unlawful love. Unlawful love. This can be of two kinds. First is unlawful lust. That okay, the person is sincere. They only pray for Allah Taala for no other reason. They give charity only for no reason, etc., etc., etc. They're good to others. Not because they want to be praised that you're such a good person. They're good to them because they genuinely know that Allah Ta'ala wants them to, good to be good to people, so they're good to people. So they have a class, they're sincere, that whatever they're doing, they're doing it for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And in the beginning, they also have muhabba, they also have love for Allah Ta'ala. They also have passionate love for Allah Ta'ala. And that Allah Ta'ala will test. But if they sincerely love 
me, Allah SWT, then we will send them one possibility of lust. Maybe we will make them end up looking at somebody in their notice, gaze will fall, not deliberate, their gaze will fall on someone. Let's see if they feel the feeling of lust, right? Maybe somebody will solicit them, will tempt them, and here comes a test. If the person sincerely loves Allah SWT, they have mukhlis muhabbah for Allah SWT, they won't bite. They won't be tempted by the test. They won't follow through and they won't commit that lustful sin. And in fact, they will try their best never to even feel that feeling of lust for non-mihram again. The person who sincerely loves Allah SWT is not enough for them just that I've never acted on lust for non-mihram. That won't be enough for them. Because if they sincerely love Allah SWT, they have mukhlis mahabba for Allah SWT, then what they will want is not only, alhamdulillah, that I never acted on that lust, but they will want that I should never have felt that lust in the first place. What's the matter with me? How could I lust for a non-mahram whom Allah SWT has decreed is unlawful for me, is out of range for me? So they will call themselves the task. Why? Because they have mukhlis mahabba. They sincerely love Allah Ta'ala and they don't like anything that Allah Ta'ala doesn't like. But there's another way Allah Ta'ala can test this love is not through the feeling of lust but it's through the feeling of love itself. What does that mean? So for example, in the first instance the ability to suppress that lust is called love for Allah Ta'ala. And if we truly, sincerely loved Allah Taala, then we would find the ability easily, automatically, naturally, to control our lust. But if a person in their heart does not have that love for Allah Taala, then it's possible that they will fail there in that sincerity. And they will not be able to stay away from the unlawful, lustful relationship. They may even be insincere in that relationship itself. It means that they want to take advantage of someone or only have some type of lustful relation with that someone. This is another way. And the next way I was talking about was that Allah Taala will sometimes test if we are sincere in our love for Him by testing us with another love. It's not lust. It's another love. This may be that we it can also be non-mehram, but it's not lust for them, it's love for them. What type of love? This emotional, passionate love. Right? An emotional yearning. The feeling that, oh, you know, this person is perfect for me, or they ideal for me. Right? Mm-hmm. That I was made for them, or they were made for me. This is how far a person goes when they have this emotional love unlawful emotional love. Because you see, if a person in mukhlis muhabbar for Allah they cannot think like that of any Allah. They will just be thinking now that Allah is perfect for me. I'm perfect for Allah I'm made for Allah But if they don't have, they don't have ikhlas, absolute entire ikhlas in their love for Allah then they will also have some, they could also potentially have some passions for Allah 
which are Allah's passions. Not lust, just lust. This is also a very delicate test, as Allah puts. The reason why these two things are a very difficult test is because they also have a lawful kind. You know that there's a lawful lust and there's unlawful lust. So it's not like, okay, okay, I have to remove all my lust, it's a sin. No, because there's a lawful part that you have to keep. So I think it's very difficult for a person. But how to maintain the lawful while getting rid of the unlawful? How to maintain the lawful while getting rid of the unlawful? Similarly, love. So there may be a love that this one extent is lawful. And there may be benefit in being to maintain it to that extent. But if it crosses that extent, then it becomes unlawful. So there's lawful love and there's unlawful love. So it's not like a person can say, okay, I want to erase my entire love for my heart since I'm unable to love anyone in any way. You can't do that because Allah wants us to be able to feel the feeling of love. This is why it's a test of Mukhlis Muhammad. And Allah Ta'ala well, I'll next, but how is it a test? If a person truly, sincerely loves Allah Ta'ala, the sign of that is that they are willing to give up. They are able to give up. They naturally, naturally, simply as one of the dictates of that love, they give up all unlawful lust and unlawful love. But somebody, maybe a listener, had this question in their mind, that yes, it's difficult. How do we do that? How do we keep the lawful loving ability and never have any unlawful loving feelings? How do we keep the lawful lust without ever having any unlawful lust? The only thing that can enable a person to do this at the ultimate level, at the 100% absolute level, is to have 100% ikhlas and 100% love for Allah subhanahu ta'ala and to have 100% ikhlas in our 100% love for Allah ta'ala. To sincerely love Allah subhanahu ta'ala entirely, then a person will not be able to venture into the unlawful. So sometimes Allah ta'ala tests a person and then they may realize if they're feeling some unlawful lust for someone, they, especially if they're salik or salika, they should realize this means I don't 100% sincerely love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees, you can say he makes a person get these feelings in order to remind them that there's still work to be done. For example, there may be a person who felt, okay, I have so much ikhlas and all my ibadat, alhamdulillah. And I have these real feelings of love for Allah, Ta'ala, alhamdulillah. So then they think they're done with their tazkiyah. So then Allah Ta'ala sends them a test and then they fall on, let's say, for example, lustful attraction. So the purpose of that is not that Allah Ta'ala is trying to misguide them or Allah Ta'ala is trying to punish them or Allah trying to put them to sin. Actually, this is also Allah Ta'ala's hidayah. He's trying to guide them by showing them a lustful temptation that they fall into is guiding them to realize that I'm not 100% complete yet. I don't have absolute 100% mukhlis muhabba for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yet. So, actually, it's a way of Allah ta'ala guiding a person. Similarly, if they do have the class and love for Allah ta'ala and they may have many lawful loves to lawful extents, but then Allah Ta'ala will test them to put one feeling of love that is beyond the lawful extent. 
And if they find that feeling coming in their heart, then because they're a salik, they would realize that they don't have 100% sincere love for Allah So how do we know that Allah Ta'ala is sending this test upon us to alert us and to guide us, as opposed to this test coming upon us as a punishment for our sins, or even worse yet, the test coming upon us because Allah Ta'ala is to misguide us because He's already angry with us. So the way we know is that does a person give in to that unlawful feeling or not? For example, a person feels an unlawful, lustful temptation. So from that, they realize because having absolute 100% mukhlis muhabba is the only thing that would have prevented me from having, having this unlawful lustful temptation. But now, because alhamdulillah, I didn't act on it. It didn't actually result in sin. I didn't follow through on it. I didn't try to find an opportunity for it. Or if an opportunity presented itself or was available, I didn't take that opportunity. So that means that then this test of sincere love and sincerity in our love for Allah has not come because of a punishment for our sins. But rather this test has come in order to raise our darajah, to give us even higher ranks with Allah SWT, to draw us even closer to Allah SWT. And as a form of hidayah, Allah Taala wants to show us Look, you think you have mukhlas mahabba. You think you have 100% sincere, 100% love. You don't have it yet. There's still a drop left. There's still a bit effort left. So don't give up just now. Otherwise, a person assumes prematurely that they have reached 100% tafkiyah. A person assumes prematurely that they have 100% mahabba from Allah. A person can assume prematurely that they have 100% ikhlas or 100% ikhlas in that 100% mahabba. So then that slipping into the feeling of unlawful love or unlawful lust, but not acting on it. So falling into this feeling, but not falling into action, means that this has not come from Allah Ta'ala as a test to punish our sins, but rather it's come as a test to remind us and to entice us and to make us enable us to become even closer to Him. However, if we get that lustful feeling and then we also act upon it, we commit a sin, like of whatever level, of whatever level, we commit a sin because of this lustful feeling that we found ourselves falling into, and that means that this lustful feeling came to us not to test and guide us, but rather as a punishment from Allah Subhanahu Similarly, if a person has feelings beyond the extent of lawful love ends up having feelings of unlawful love for someone and then they're not able to control it they can't stop it in other words they let themselves fall into it they reach out to the other person and they may not do anything per se lustful but they actually end up reaching out they actually end up doing some izhari muhabbat they actually display love at an extent which is not permissible, that is a sign that and this extra, this feeling of temptation and extra love is coming to them as a punishment for their sins. So Allah SWT tests a person in their ikhlas and he tests them how mukhlis they are 
in their muhabba for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these tests are very difficult. It's very difficult for a person to pass, even on of its own, the ikhlas test or the muhabbat ilahi test. But for a person to pass this test, that they have ikhlas in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is one of the most difficult tests. Still, Allah ta'ala sends it, because sometimes sending this test enables to reach the rajat that we couldn't have achieved, or sharpens us in such a way that we can do this very same da'wah and shibmat in a better way. But only Allah Ta'ala knows best. So what we should do in terms of tazkiyah is that in tazkiyah we're always on watch, always alert, always wanting to become more and more spiritually pure, spiritually strong. So it means that we must watch and make sure we have ikhlas, have love. We also have to make sure that we watch that we have sincere love for Allah SWT. Like Allah SWT said in Quran, مَنْ يَتَوَكَّلَ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ Whomsoever trusts and relies and depends upon Allah SWT, Allah Ta'ala is sufficient for them. Allah Ta'ala is enough for them. Now, this is the heartfelt feeling. So if a person cannot feel this with their heart, they will use their mind. And their mind will tell them, that, no, you need this and you need that and you need this and you need that. So it's not enough. But here, the qalb, the heart of the rule, will enable a person to say, no, it is enough. It is enough. So what we want is to love Allah subhanahu and to have so much ikhlas in that love that we die in a state of mukhlis muhabba. Not that we just have ikhlas and not that we just have muhabba, but we die in a state of mukhlis muhabba, we die in a state of sincere love. And really, you know, alhamdulillah, our deen has historically from the very beginning has been a deen of love, a deen of muhabba. And we have to revive that and to keep that. And one of the best ways to revive and keep that is this safla of tazkiyat, the soul of saluk, of learning how to make oneself pleasing to Allah Taala and making the zikr of Allah and being ever watchful but oh, I hope my intention didn't become faded, and I hope there's nothing that I do, due to which anyone of my family members or friends may become shaheed, may become distant from Allah, may become desperate, may become disillusioned. So that's why it's very important that we carry ourselves as model women. Ourselves are not a role model of Tazkiyah, that we've reached that level ourselves. But we have to carry ourselves as role models for others. We may not have yet reached that level of sincere love that we talked about tonight, that we have so much ikhlas and so much muhabbah, that the muhabbah has so much ikhlas in it. We have to start making steps in that direction. We have to start moving in that direction. And if we move in that direction and Allah Ta'ala send us those last few tests that are there in the last few um, meters or miles in the end of the destination that we have to make sure we pass those tests whether it is a test of unlawful lustful feeling or a test of unlawful romantic feeling and anything that can distract us from our real purpose which is our purpose is to Obey 